turn out the lights. The party's over. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael, and we've had about, oh, 24 hours or so to kind of digest the news that, well, there's not going to be any football season this fall in the Mountain West. There's a, there's a small possibility that the Air Force Academy will play some games. They've still got four games on their slate, currently scheduled to face Tulane, as well as, you know, Navy and Army. Just a... <laughs> Just a crappy, crappy day. I don't think it was very surprising to anybody that's followed this situation closely. And, you know, being quite honest, I think it's probably the right move from a liability standpoint. There's just so many unknowns when it comes to COVID-19. In particular, a lot of the stuff that's come out recently in terms of the potential long-term impact with heart issues and stuff like that. It's just really, really scary. And so I get that, you know, like how are how are you supposed to really go forward when, you know, you can't adequately necessarily protect everyone? And I know there are uh, I know there's deferring opinions on COVID-19 and I don't really have any interest in, in getting into the political differences. You know, I don't I'm not trying to politic politicize this or anything like that. It just, it sucks, you know, it sucks for a lot of people. It sucks in particular for the student athletes, all the, all the people that, you know, they're going to miss that, that opportunity to compete, to have their season on, on the major scale. That's obviously football, the, the big breadwinner, the one that, you know, the majority of the people listening to this podcast care about. And I get that, but you know, there's plenty of other people impacted at CSU as well. I mean, just look at volleyball. This is a team that was expected to be really good. It was already a bummer when they lost some, you know, really killer home games, some really just opportunities to play some kick-ass P5 opponents. Probably would have had some sellouts at Moby. It just would have been really cool. Now, you know, they're not even going to have the chance to compete at all. Maybe this spring. We'll get into that in a little bit. Soccer, you know, will so- or women's soccer coming coming off of the best season and program history you know what bill hempen has been able to do what he's been able to create from the ground up has been really really impressive and we kind of saw the culmination of all that hard work last year with a rams team that was really really fun they scored a lot of goals they were competitive and everything lost a couple of tight games at the end and kind of fizzled out but hey you know it happens it's a it's a program that's trending in the right direction and i think myself along with a lot of people in fort collins were really really excited to see you know, where that program could go. And it just sucks. You know, I feel for Brianna Runnels and Tom Hilbert and everyone associated with, you know, cross country and soccer and just all of these people that are going to miss their chance to compete. I'm going to talk more about the potential of playing in in the spring season here in just a second. Before I do, though, I just kind of wanted to make one kind of, you know, final thought with this closing, with this just like introductory segment or whatever you want to call it. It's not necessarily as structured as like a radio show, but y'all feel me? Y'all, y'all get what I what I'm going with. Um I I kind of got some nasty responses yesterday from, you know, a couple of people basically telling me 
you know, grow up, like that. Look, look at everything that's going around you in, in the world. You know, people are dying, you know, quite frankly, the virus doesn't give a, give a damn about your sports. And, you know, that's true that that is true. There's just so much going wrong in the world right now. And I don't ever want to act like I'm insensitive to that. But on the flip side, you know, I, I really do think sports matter a lot and to be so dismissive or to act like people are in the wrong for being upset about the loss of those sports. I just, I so wholeheartedly disagree with that because, you know, obviously I'm a guy that creates sports content. So I'm, I'm, I want sports. I, I think that they are a big part of our communities and I think they're great. So maybe I'm a little bit biased. I'm okay with admitting that. But when I look around and and when I see, you know, the the collective disappointment from so many people, I also that's you know kind of confirmation of, you know, what sports mean to all of us and and how important this is. It's it's such a big part of our lives. You know, those of us that live and and breathe this stuff, those of us that you know wake up on Saturday mornings, the first thing we do, we turn on game day. We want to see what the boys are talking about. We want to see. You know, what's Herb Street saying? You know, who's Corso going to put in his upset pick of the week? You know, is it, whose helmet or mascot head is he going to put on today? I, I wake up at, you know, whatever it is, eight o'clock, like get ready, hopefully work out. Well, it's football season normally, who knows? But, you know, flip on the tube, get the get the football juices going. And then, you know, if it's a if it's one of the weekends where I'm at home, I'm I'm gonna be on the couch watching football from sun up to sundown until until the late night Mountain West and Pac 12 games are done. It's probably like one in the morning. All day Saturday, all day Sunday. Wake up, watch NFL football. We live this stuff. We breathe this stuff. We love it. It's a part of who we are. This stuff matters. And to lose that, it it sucks, especially at the college level, because so many other things get wrapped up in it. You know, your sense of community, the sense of pride, that opportunity to come back to your alma mater on a crisp fall afternoon, go through the oval, you know, pull up to Canvas Stadium, go across the Ram Walk, see all the people tailgating, have an ice cold old Aggie, all that stuff. It's amazing. Hear the fight song, watch the, watch the team do the entrance into the stadium. I love all of that. I love the nostalgia. I love the chants. I love the colors. I love the food, man. I love the sounds, the sights. I, I just love all of it. I love college football. And I always will. I always have. And quite honestly, I'm I'm pretty devastated, guys. You know, I don't I don't really know what I'm gonna do with my time. I I know I'm gonna keep creating content. I've got some fun plans and I'm gonna kinda announce some of that in the coming weeks here. I don't wanna spoil all of it. Not just going to disappear with no college football. Sorry, you can't get rid of me that easily. But this was hard. This was one where, you know, I tried to record a podcast right away and it was just too down. You know, I listened to it and I was just like, my God, what a, what a depressing, what a depressing 30 minutes of content. I still feel that way. I'm trying to make it a little bit up. But, anyways, basically, the, my long winded point here is, is just don't let anybody tell you you're silly or you're irrational for caring about sports. You're not. Going to acknowledge my presenting sponsor, Breckenridge, in, in just a second here, but 
I figured I'd leave you with a, a written statement that was posted by Aiden Cullen, freshman defensive end. It was just, you know, something he posted on Twitter. It, I thought it was just a unique perspective of, you know, what it's like for some of these student athletes and what it's going to be like losing, you know, the chance to compete. For all the people that wanted the season to be postponed slash canceled, this is our lifestyle. It's our livelihood. Just like many of you wake up and go to work to earn a living, we wake up and grind every day with our brothers to try and make it for our futures. For many, it's an escape from a rough past or a massive motivating factor to get out of bed every day and a much-needed release of stress, anxiety, and pent-up emotions. Why? Because life has some serious ups and downs. We love more than the sport. We love the people we see every day, the connections we make, and the relationships we nurture. We've spent years, many of us over a decade, playing this game and eventually earning an opportunity to play at such a high level. It's a passion for hard work and challenges. Look how swiftly that can be taken away. For our seniors and seniors nationwide, it's an uncertain time and many hearts truly break for you. To everyone else, imagine losing something you have spent thousands of hours working on with actual blood, sweat, and tears over a period of years to be ripped away from you. That's the loss of football. Just a really insightful, thoughtful, you know, eloquent post from a young man who has a very, very bright future. Aiden Cullen is actually, you know, one of the guys I was really excited about seeing this fall. I think he had a chance to to be one of those breakout young guys. There's actually, you know, quite a bit of, of senior depth on the defensive line right now, especially with some of the transfers they've added as well. But I, I just I think this is a, a guy who's who's gonna do great things at CSU. Really appreciated that response. I thought it was, you know, really well put together. And I just think it was really, you know, accurate for, for so many people. Cool, cool, cool. All right. We are uh we are going to continue and and talk more about the potential of what it what it might look like if they if they move football to spring Brian Harson of Boise State in an interview talked about today how yes there would be a lot of challenges but given the circumstances he thinks it's it's definitely feasible to play in the spring i say why not and and i'm going to get into that in, in in detail a little bit more explain my line of thinking i understand there's there would be some hiccups i understand that you know might not necessarily be the football we all love but I firmly believe some football better than no football. You know, that's that's just where I'm at. You know, maybe that's the content creator in me. Maybe that's just the football junkie in me that can't stand the thought of going an entire, you know, more than a year without college football. Oh my god, just sounds miserable. But that's the that's the world we're in right now. So gonna talk about that and more. But first, gotta shout out my friends at Breckenridge Brewery. For those of you that listen to the podcast regularly, you know I spent some time in the mountains last week. It was awesome, soaking up the sunshine. Got a, got a couple of weird sunburns, got some funky sunburns on my chest. Got to uh, got to stop wearing the cutoff gym shirts to the pool. They just they're not even, and they make weird tan lines. And if you if you day drink and you pass out, you know you might end up uh, with some weird sunburns like I did, and that's that's okay. It was vacation. It was it was earned, but. It was just a, it was just a fun experience, and the entire time I was just killing mountain beaches. I love this new sour from from Breckenridge. It's 
you know, just the perfect combination of, of, of tart mixed with sweet. It's not overwhelming. Some sours are like, oh man, like feel like I'm having a, a sour now and later or something like that. It's nothing like that. It's refreshing. It's crisp. You can have it with a meal. You can have it by yourself. It's perfect to, you know, just lounge by the creek, pass out in the sun, all that stuff. Shout out to Breckenridge. You know, if you're in the if you're in the Denver metro area, you can get it delivered to you via Davidson's awesome local liquor store. They've got locations in Centennial as well as Highlands Ranch. If you're like me, if you're up north, if you're anywhere else in the state, just hop on the Breck Beer Locator. It's amazing. It'll tell you the closest liquor store near you with Breck Brews. It's just the most convenient way to shop for beer. You know why? Do the awkward song and dance where you go to the liquor store and you're, oh, I hope they have something I like. Throw that out the window. Use the Breck Beer Locator. So clutch, so convenient. Shout out to Breck. We love them. You love them. Breck Brew. Along with Breckenridge Brewery, got to shout out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook and friends. The hits literally keep on coming. From one MMA event to the next, they grow in excitement and anticipation UFC 252 is no different with two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the octagon this weekend. It's going to be amazing. So pumped for this. You know, you got Stipe Miocic and you got Daniel Cormier, two awesome heavyweights, two guys that have just been battling for years. They've each knocked each other out. This is the third fight of the trilogy. I'm really pumped for it. Going to be a lot of fun. And guess what? There's no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all new users a kick-ass opportunity. All you got to do is bet $1 to win $252. Get what they did there, UFC 252, ha ha ha. All you got to do, bet $1 to win $252. Those are some great odds. Head to the app right now, check out all that they have to offer, including fighter props, round-by-round betting, so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. And, you know, they're based right here in the U.S. so that you can be really confident that your funds are going to be secure. It's not one of those sketchy offshore sites, nothing like that. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $252 on this weekend's main event. All you've got to do is use the code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, like I said, I'm going to wrap up this podcast with just my thoughts on why it's worth at least exploring the potential of playing in the spring, especially, you know, for these leagues that have already announced that they're going to postpone. You've got a couple of months here to try and figure it out. You know, I think they probably should have, you know, I think they probably should have considered this earlier than they did just to give themselves, you know, more time to figure this whole thing out. But it is what it is. This is where we're at with football. Kind of feels like, you know, they essentially were just like, we're going to wait this whole thing out. Hopefully the virus gets better. Honestly, you know, the the minute that we lost March Madness, the the, my, the main priority should have been you know, getting some type of unified front with all of these leagues together because, you know, the NCAA is not going to do it. There's just, there's no leadership. It's it's completely inept and they they basically left everything up to the leagues and the leagues aren't really, you know, they aren't really equipped to figure this out individually. At least that's what it seems to be like 
right now. And because of that, the the safer option is to just punt away, essentially. And, you know, we'll try and play in spring and then see if it works out. There are a lot of people that are pretty outspoken of, of why they don't want that. Personally, I say, you know, more football is, is better than no football, right? I do, I do think that the, the main criticism against playing in the spring is when you say that you are postponing the season in, in the best interest in the safety, the health of the student athletes, and then proposing something like playing in the spring, you know, you can kind of look at that and be like, well, is that really logical, especially if they play another season in the fall? My counter that, to that, I guess, would just be that one, I don't think it would be a situation where they'd be playing like 24 games. I imagine if they play the spring, it's going to be some type of reduced schedule conference only format, maybe conference plus one or a situation where teams maybe can throw together like six to eight games. Maybe it's not even conference. Who knows? But I don't I don't think it would be a situation where you would see them playing 12 games in the spring and then 12 games in the fall, probably more like six or eight in the spring and then maybe eight to 10 in the fall with some type of late start, you know, start the season late September instead of early. I, I just don't really see. I don't see what the huge, you know, obstacle with that would be, especially with so many players, you know, coming out and, and very clearly demonstrating they do want to play. They want the opportunity to, if they want the opportunity right now, would they really not want the opportunity in February? If the, if the options are we play spring or don't play at all, especially if they're just going to lose eligibility anyways. And I, and I think that's probably going to be one of the big factors for, you know, whether they do play or not is like, it, it, does the NCAA determine that the, the leagues that postpone are, are those players going to lose their eligibility? Are they going to get that back? If they're going to lose it they're I would imagine they'd probably just play in spring. Cause like if you're going to lose it, you might as well try and play. <laughs> Personally, I don't really see how you can take eligibility from anyone that doesn't play, but you know, the, the NCAA is, <laughs> they're always something. They never seem to do the logical thing. I know it is more complex than that because you had to manage like scholarships and, you know, how is it going to work in terms of eligibility for spring and fall? Does the spring season only impact this past fall's eligibility? Is spring and fall one, one, you know, one big season? They could figure all of that out. The recruiting calendar, how does it impact that? I'm just at a position where I I just think some football is better than none. And in the end, I do think they're going to try really hard to, to, to make it happen. We all know that that football is the machine that makes everything else possible and in terms of you know the the other sports. And that's just kind of the harsh reality. Without it, obviously the the coaches as other sports are going to be in trouble, but there's plenty of other people in the athletic departments that are going to be in trouble. You know, there's a lot of people that work in an athletic department that aren't necessarily on the coaching staff. There's, you know, tons of people on the on the communication side and the PR side and the graphics and video and you know there are all these really really talented people really great people too that work for CSU athletics and I, I got to imagine it's just really tough for all of them right now and so if you have a chance to, to salvage some of that revenue back in the spring you know I, I gotta imagine they would go for it I know the Mountain West isn't the SEC they're not the ACC they don't have the TV deals that some of those other places do but you know, if they could play, especially, you know, let's think optimistically in front of a, you know, 50% capacity crowd this spring or something like that. Hell yeah, let's do it. Sign me up. 
whenever there's football, I'll be there ready to cover it. I mean, I'm going to be making content, whether there's football or not, we got, you know, we can do more DNVR watches. I've got links on links on links for old games. Got a whole thing compiled. We'll have to figure that out. We can do some virtual tailgates. There's all kinds of stuff we can do to stay connected. But none of that, you know, comes close to the real deal. None of that touches that football Saturday. I'm I'm open to listening to opposing arguments. I'm fully aware that there will be hurdles to make this happen. I get that NFL players, NFL prospects may choose to sit out, especially, you know, the top rated guys. But who knows, you know, maybe even not with them. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, these were some of the guys that were really, you know, leading that we want to play movement online. Maybe even they would play in the spring. Who knows? For a, for a team like CSU, obviously, the, the big name that comes to mind is Warren Jackson. Would, would Warren Jackson want to play in the spring season, especially so close to the NFL draft? You risk injury in that situation. You have a lot less time to recover and, and get ready for mini camp in the spring. I, yeah, maybe he wouldn't want to. That would suck. <laughs> that would really suck. That would, that would be, uh, you know, yet another casualty of COVID. Warren Jackson's final season in a Rams uniform. But who knows? Maybe, maybe he would want to come back. After all, you know, if he was, if he was super stoked with his, you know, potential draft position, I don't think he would have came back for his senior year in the first place. It's going to be a really deep wide receiver class. You know, as of right now, a lot of those national guys that are kind of projecting him, you know, he's he's very firmly viewed as a top 20 wide receiver in the country by just about, you know, anybody that that knows anything about college football, but he's not, you know, viewed as like a top five receiver in the country. He's one of those guys who really, really would have benefited from going out there and balling out and putting up huge numbers again, probably play his way, you know, into being a top two or three round draft pick. First round pick, probably a bit of a stretch, but you know, second round, third round pick, maybe early fourth round, whatever it ended up being. Nothing to scoff at. He, like I said, he's I'm I'm so confident that Warren Jackson is gonna just be a stud at the next level. I know he's gonna get doubted. People are gonna be you know, he might not be fast enough, might not be quick enough. What it's it's all nonsense. Don't listen to any of that. Warren's gonna be a beast, and and I'm so sure of it, but he definitely, you know, would have would have benefited from a from an NFL draft perspective and, and being able to come back and, and showcase his stuff, especially, you know, because he missed some games with injury last year that that kind of hurt him a little bit. Still put up monster numbers, obviously, but it just would have been a good chance for him to come and and show what he can do healthy with Patrick O'Brien playing in together. You know, it wouldn't be a situation like last year. Not only was Warren able to put up monster numbers you know, coming back from injury, but his injury happened to be right when, you know, Patrick O'Brien ended up taking over for Colin Hills. So not only was he trying to rehab and get healthy and come back and produce, he was all trying to do it while developing chemistry with another quarterback. And it didn't matter. He still put up massive numbers. And I just, I was so excited to see him come, see him come back for his senior year. I was really looking forward to it. You know, seeing him score a touchdown against the Buffs and and Fort Collins, and seeing the crowd go crazy, and having him, you know, put his arms in the air and just get that moment, you know, or maybe you know going on the road scoring another touchdown against an SEC opponent. He scored at Arkansas last year, scored at Alabama a couple of years ago, a couple of touchdowns actually as a freshman. I'll never forget that man. Almost ran me over in the corner of the end zone on his second one. 
when I was uh, when I was on the field at Bryant Denny Stadium. One of the just more surreal moments of, of my entire life. I, I've talked about that one before, but that trip in general was just so badass. I, I'm getting way off way off track here, but my point is, is is we just we don't know. Maybe maybe Warren would come back in the spring. My guess is likely not. You know, my guess is the the risk reward probably probably just determine, you know, I've done enough to get drafted at this point. I can just prove myself when I get there, but who knows? He's a competitor. He's a guy who's a great teammate. He's talked a lot about wanting to lead CSU, you know, to a bowl victory, to a Mountain West championship, all that, all that stuff seems to really matter to him. I would think it would still matter in the spring, but you know, who knows? A couple other guys, you know, you got some some fringe guys on the defense that might get some looks. Trey McBride is going to play on Sunday. Someday, I'm not necessarily sure, you know, when he's obviously got a couple of years of eligibility left. This will throw some some wrenches into that. Patrick O'Brien had one more season to come back. Is he going to be able to come back? I mean, they're going to have to grant him a season of eligibility first. But you know, he'll be like 24 years old. He posted that on his on his Instagram. You know, he went live on Instagram right after all this happened, playing some sad music and. I just I felt for these guys, man. I I really do. And and I oh man, I just thinking of Patrick O'Brien just reminded me. He shaved his mustache, guys. No more mustache, because there's no football. R.I.P. the patio B mustache. In in all its glory, we got to experience it through spring ball part of the summer, but it's officially gone. Just like my hopes for college football this fall. R.I.P. Pour some out for the homies. And Patrick O'Brien's mustache, I I guess. I don't know. Seems like a seems like a good way to wrap up this podcast because I'm getting all over the place here. Um, shout out to Jeff Morton. I was a guest on the Colorado Sports Guys podcast for the first time. CSG, baby, one of the original OG sports podcasts in the state. Truly an honor. You know, Jeff Morton is a dude that I just have a ton of respect for. He's a he's an absolute trailblazer in the local blogging slash podcast scene. One of the best Nuggets follows out there. Just one of the best guys I know in, in this industry. A dude who will never get the, the credit that he deserves, but I had a just a great time, you know, talking about some of the CSU stuff with him. It was fun to, to be the interviewee for once and not the interviewer, but, you know, that we, we rambled for like well over an hour. I think it was like an hour and a half. It was probably a pretty long podcast, but Go check that out. Make sure you subscribe to him. Great dude. Great content. Great perspective. Shout out to everybody that continues to support us. You know, I appreciate everybody. I, uh, I, I got some tweets the other day, you know, don't ever leave us, Justin. I can't, baby. You guys are my people. This is my home. This is my community. I'm not going anywhere. I don't have any desire to go anywhere. This is where I want to be. This is the team I want to cover. I, I get to live my dream every single day and I don't ever take that for granted. So thank you guys. You guys make my dreams come true and I'm, I'm forever in debt to that. So shout out to you. We will get through this tough people persevere something, something football quote inspiration. Hoorah. Turn out the lights. The part is over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night The part is over And tomorrow's 
starts the same old thing again.